Hello, NPR friends. New day, new episode. Today's episode, it's a banger. Another one, along with my special co-host. Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. <laughs> Today's episode is episode number 77, Best Savings Approach. I have my co-host, Jimmy Hobb, returning to the podcast to talk about everything dealing with savings approach. But before we dive into the episode, let's jump into today's quickie. And today's quickie, cult following oh this is gonna be a this, this is gonna be an interesting one i like the sound of that and i think it's gonna be one that's gonna ruffle some feathers so let me tell you guys why i want specifically to talk about cult followings on on today's quickie i was playing the game candy crush and someone asked me the question is that is that like a cult following for that game i was like what this it's just a game I'm playing, right? I, I It's a game. I'm not thinking of anything in that manner. But that took me down a rabbit hole. And this rabbit hole had to look up cult following. So the definition I found on Google says, a group of fans who are highly dedicated to some person, idea, object, movement, or work. Often an artist, in particular a performing artist, or artwork in some type of medium. However... Cancel. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out. Okay. So, however, it got me thinking, you know, even when I purchased my Tesla and Jimmy also purchased a Tesla, I've had people to say, hey, we're in a cult following. We're following Elon Musk as if he is Tesla. Granted, he is the creator and CEO, but he's not the only guy there, right? And the company doesn't go as much as one would think it's kind of smooth sailing they have their you know they have their leaders and directors and executives that are managing the different divisions right i think the company is doing pretty well that's not today's topic but it's about cult following right and i started thinking about like just in general any time someone has a fandom of anything folks refer it to as a cult following i was like but why uh it's more of a uh I mean, my opinion is people just watch too much social media. I mean, it's just the way things are shown. Yeah. And you just see a bunch of people just following certain ideas or people, you know, and you just stop thinking about, oh, I just enjoy it. You know, like I just, I right. like it. You know, I mean, when you like something and a bunch of other people like it, you sort of get grouped up in a term where yeah. it's more of a cult following. But which, which is weird because, you know, to your point, you just like it, right? Yeah. And I'm just with a group of other people who also like it. And I, that had me thinking about even like sports or intramural sports where you start thinking about all these different things. And I want to do um, tennis, for instance. Now I play now and I have a coach. And obviously that costs money now. You got to get all the right yeah. equipment. The right shoes matter. <laughs> 
you know, the, the right type of racket matter. Um, your gear even actually matters when you're out there playing. And it's, it's, it's very expensive. You think about um, golf. Yeah. Or you think of. I actually uh, picked up uh, rock climbing the past. I started three weeks ago, but. I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy the most expensive stuff as a beginner. He's saying it right now. He will. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to do it in the beginning just because I don't want to be sort of grouped into that. Uh, cult following. Cult following. <laughs> poser kind of, you know. Right. right. I mean, and also, what if you don't like it in a, a month or two? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when we snowboard, right? You, yeah. know, um, you know, I snowboard a few times, a few years, actually, before I got my own gear. Actually, Jimmy gave me all of my gear that I have now, except for my boots that I love. But it, if I would have purchased all that stuff in the beginning, who knew, who knew if I would like continue to like it or not. And I would have like been hundreds of thousands, maybe even thousands of dollars in to something. Yeah. I just think of all these things. I mean, equipment is just so expensive for any hobbies or activities you do. Exactly. And, and, and I, I don't, I find I'm not equating like cost. Um, and, and value here because obviously the value is important to the user. But when it comes to cult following, I find it very ironic that people really complain about something that they are not a part of, but that other people are a part of something. But if you follow your favorite artist, you know, people consider that to be a cult following. Like if you're in the beehive, right? Why can't, yeah. Why can't you just like their music? Correct. Just enjoy, enjoy the music. And you and other people are under a bunch of other millions of people also like that particular artist right or you follow a book or you play a game call of duty yeah right it's not a cult following it's a goddamn game and it's a bunch <laughs> of gamers who enjoy the game and i'll leave you guys with this one on today's quickie religion is a cult following and that's the quickie <laughs> for today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and others All right, now that I got you guys uh, um, worked up <laughs> and um, probably want to throw things at me or turn off the podcast, um, <laughs> let me give you guys some tips and reason why you're staying here on the podcast for today. And Jimmy was talking about this a while ago, to be honest. They're like, we could talk about saving techniques and things, and I'm going to continue to do that because I find it to be super fun. When I learn about different techniques and ideas, I love to share them. And I was following... I want to say he's like an inspirational leader, but it's a it's a guy I follow, and I'm not gonna give his information, but it's a guy I follow on Instagram who's a former football player, turn long distance runner. <laughs> who's that? I'm not gonna tell you. I'll tell you offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is pretty legit because not that he he just switched up like his his game there, but he brought up something really neat today. He was like. Do you have board of governors to help guide you in your thinking? And I sat back in bed this morning and I thought about it and I said, I do. I actually do have board of governors. This is like people who help influence your thinking or help provide the direction of where you're headed or you guys are, you know, you think alike. Or, I mean, just give you a better perspective on certain things that you haven't thought of yet. Correct. Yeah. And so I have four. Actually, I have four really good friends who are one is here right now <laughs> on his podcast thank the, you thank and, you very much and the other four are online and i find it to be fascinating but i will tell you guys if you don't have a board of governors people who and it's not people who think exactly like you and it's not necessarily you're looking for that you you're looking for 
as part of your as part as a part of your board of governors should be folks who have common interests or who are professionals or really good in a particular area. So if you're into finance or if you're into fitness, you know, you should have a board of governors that are really into fitness and and can bring different perspectives out to you guys. So that led me to thinking about these four topics, stock market investing, CDs, which is certificate deposits, high interest savings accounts, and investment properties. Now, this episode is about best savings approach. I won't say that one of these is better than the other, but we did want to have a conversation with you guys about just our ideas, our struggles, and maybe where we headed with this. And I can tell you guys, I am constantly reevaluating or rethinking my approach or strategy to literally almost everything in life. I'm always reevaluating or reassessing, specifically my financial outlook. Um, I like to explore new ideas or revisit ideas with different approaches. I really like to do that because it just, it, it tests me and fo- fo- focus my thinking to maybe there's new ways and new tips and new methods to do things. So while I'm exploring these different options, you know, I would challenge you guys to don't be afraid to also do the same thing. And please don't get stuck with a method because you was told this by someone or your family did this or a billionaire did it. And that was successful for that person, but may not yield the same results for you. Now, I'm definitely guilty of sticking with one th- one method, listening to s- social media. <gasps> and that's one of the struggles that uh, I experienced very early into mm-hmm. my financial savings. So let's talk about that because this is going right into the first one, which is stock market investing. And I won't say I was like you in the beginning. With the entire AMC and GameStop. Yep. Yeah. Now here's was... the deal. I actually jumped on AM- AMC before all of that happened. I just, I saw something that talked about uh, the movie theaters were going through in the early pandemic. And I was like, well, it got to come out of this when the pandemic is over. That's what I was thinking. So I was like, well, let me jump on this now because hey, they clearly going to come out of it. Clearly they didn't. But in my brain, I was thinking they would. So I jumped on it, purchased it at $4. I think, what was the highest? Like $60 or $90? Yeah, I don't even remember. I know I just jumped in at the wrong time <laughs> at the end. I mean, because the entire time I was like here, I was I followed it like from time to time. But mm-hmm. then I... Right when I saw, right when I started seeing like some high numbers, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's going to keep on going up. So I jumped in and bought some ridiculous amount of AMC and GameStop. And yeah, it was just the worst timing. So it was the worst timing or the it was the fomo yep it was fomo (laughs) that's that's what it was fear of missing out everybody's talking about (laughs) on social media and it's just all over everywhere and even at work you couldn't even escape it if you want to escape it from social media people in your personal circles are still talking about it it was really gamified yeah it was yeah it was widespread and i was even involved in it but as i mentioned i joined at four dollars yeah the highest it got i just looked it up 62 bucks around 60 around 62 dollars the highest it got in 2001 and you know i never sold it i still own amc 
I made a mistake and I panicked. Oh, you want those too? Wow. I was I panicked. It was emotional. I mean, it was. I was down probably ninety percent, and I was like, I need to get out. And next thing you know, a couple of months later, it shot back up again, and I was just stuck in a pickle. So yeah, because you really shouldn't have sold. Yeah. Or yeah, but there's ways to balance that off. Yeah. That's not in today's episode, but there is ways to balance that off yeah. with your losses uh, for tax purposes. Um, but as I was thinking about it, and you mentioned FOMO, I thought about like just stock market investing in general. And there are many type of investors, right? And I think at the time, I can say safely say we both were and probably still somewhat are a growth stock investor. We're chasing the next big thing. Yeah. And as you just mentioned, some of us got in early, some got in late. I could tell you with Tesla, I got in super early. You got in early. <laughs> super early. And I've never sold ever. And I love it. I mean, my parents, they they got in very early, but they sold um, before the second split. split. Yeah. But so, I mean, they they did i mean they did the right thing so yeah they didn't lose anything they gained a, a fair amount so oh i'm definitely I, I i think uh well i have mine in two different um brokerage accounts and i'm thinking one of my accounts if it yield a number i'm looking for in the next two years or so i want to use that for my cyber truck <laughs> that is the idea and so what's the lesson here i, I want to express to you guys so you got to kind of sort of know what type of investor you are not chasing the dream or chasing a FOMO out there because that's going to happen in general. I will even say if you are part of those conspiracists who thinks uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband have some kind of special interest going on, <laughs> don't fool yourself, guys. Here's the deal. When you jump in on those stocks that Nancy and her husband or the Pelosi's, I should say, because it's really him she can't actually invest in those accounts it's really him but they're married right so i get it it's theirs um so when when you guys invest into those portfolios or those stocks that the pelosi's follow remember they may have gotten in their way before you so you're you're now late to the game and when you and other retail investors jump in on that game they're probably cashing out they're cashing the hell out and you are left holding the bill i would say if you're going to follow them, you need to follow them precisely, but you don't have the kind of money they got. So I, <laughs> I, they're probably buying stocks that are very, very high. And this just shoots up even higher. But. Right. I, hey, look, again, if this is your thing, know what type of investor you are. If you know you can't stand to see things go up and down, either don't watch it or you don't need to invest in a stock market. Maybe something as safe as number two on the list uh cd <laughs> <laughs> oh cds i used to love cds used to i mean i don't i mean i don't really actively use cds as savings now i mean mm -hmm. i did before where it was like you can put up a maximum and it'll give you the highest interest rate oh i love those and but you're locked in for like a, a year or two that's also fine yeah i mean it was nice seeing like the uh the dividends you yes. know but I haven't looked into the, uh, especially Navy Federal. That was the CDs that I used with the Navy Federal. I got some for uh, you. I just opened one a month ago. 
Oh, <laughs> with Navy Federal. I mean, they they have some really high yeah. interest rates. I mean, yeah. this one is 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 pretty decent. It's four point one percent. That's good. Um, and I locked it in for a twelve month period, and I decided and. <laughs> I'm gonna actually put this out on. I'm gonna give you guys the details on one of my next mini sods, so stay tuned for that. But there is a quick, quick, quick calculus that I did. If I follow a certain method and pattern for five years, I hope it works. I'll tell you guys <laughs> about it. So that's your teaser. Um, but I like CDs because a it's hella safe. Oh, really safe. And your money is there right and yeah. and it's protected and it's making as, as jimmy mentioned dividend earns and i mean obviously you have to you know that there's a tax component to that but it depends on how much money you put in there yeah it may not be too much or too bad or if it is you know it's also it's worth it right um it's really nice just to have like safe um interest rates where you i mean honestly if you're not doing anything with that money and it's just sitting there just let i mean put it into a cd let it build money for you right exactly i know some people who, in such a safe way who don't have a bunch of liquid money but if you do this is particularly for you guys out there who do have liquid money sitting on the side and it's just sitting in a, in a savings account that's literally or in a checking account which is worse that's not making any yeah. money <laughs> i i'm strongly suggesting to you guys to look into a cd now just just for clarity i am not nor is jimmy a financial advisor no so I'm, def please. I'm definitely not <laughs> based on what i do with amc at gamestop i am uh, he's doing well in other areas don't be food. <laughs> don't be food um but, but hey that's the whole point of this podcast right it's things we 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 tried and made mistakes on right and i think that's perfectly fine no one is perfect and you don't want to follow people who out there are necessarily like perfect on everything but if you have liquid cash available and maybe you don't want to put all of it aside and maybe just half or a portion of it, highly recommend checking into some type of CD that's 4% or greater that you can lock in for a period of time. Um, something else to consider, and I have said this, a lot high interest savings accounts. You know how I feel about that. If you're going to park your money somewhere that's not in the stock market, park it into a high interest savings account and i will actually include investment accounts like qqq or vanguard in here because technically it's like a i don't I, I feel like that's less than a stock market investing i feel like that's i'm, I'm probably mixing the two together on purpose <laughs> but i feel like it's really more of a a savings account i mean it they is really don't they really don't like fall that much if you're not doing much with it and you're not moving it around and just letting it sit there, it could act as a savings account. Right. I mean, the, the annual return is pretty high historically for those investment accounts. I can't recall what the numbers were. I think I looked it up a while ago. Um, I don't I don't recall what it was either, um, but it's pretty much looking for like an annual return on those kind of accounts. And i've seen because they the problem is they really don't do it by annualized they kind of do it from the longevity of when it was created yeah but it's usually between um seven to ten percent which is pretty good that is pretty good so if you put an in to jimmy's point long term seven to ten percent that's a really good return on your investment um now if you're looking for that quick win 
hey, that's that FOMO there. You got to check yourself <laughs> at the door. Maybe you're doing too much. But maybe you're not. Maybe you're successful at it and you have the time and the energy and the passion to do that. I don't. You know, one savings account I know for a fact that gives a decent return without doing anything is the... I'm not sure if every bank account has it, but the Navy Federal Money Market Savings Account. That's right. They give you a pretty decent like they do. return if you have a decent amount in there. I mean, you don't even have to do anything, but you literally don't have to do anything. And there's no minimum. No. And there's no um because no fees. No, no fees either. I, mean, I think in a regular checking savings, you get I don't know like point. Zero one, I don't know. Get point one, give one cent or something. You get, you get kicked, in, on, a, yeah. you get, you get kicked <laughs> in the groin and say you, you have you like, don't like it. You have like five thousand dollars in there. You'll probably get one cent from that. But you put into money market and Navy Fed or something similar to to another similar to like another bank account if they do have a money market. Right. You can get if you put five thousand, ten thousand, you can get. Uh, I don't know, like 40, 50 bucks. No, I think it's more than that. More. Yeah, if you put ten grand in, like for the longevity of, like for for twelve months. Uh, no, just just one month. Oh yeah, that's yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, four days, right? Yes, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking about twelve. So it's 12. yeah. I mean, that's it, pretty good. Yeah, you don't have to. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there. But now, now, granted, where your options here, right? Where your options if 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 there's a higher interest savings account or as we mentioned earlier, a CD. Yeah. You know, I would say go for that. You mentioned uh, okay. David Federal. One of my friends, actually, we talked about this yesterday because of my mini-sode. Yeah. He said Vanguard has a new savings account with an option of 4.25. Zero fees, zero minimum, zero transaction fees, zero limits. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I would say, and if you can lock, now, yeah. here's the deal. If that APY is locked in, yeah. oh, go for it. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, some of these things can vary because of the market. But if you can lock in anything in the fours at this moment or higher, absolutely do so right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're too scared or hesitant about using other applications or other um, investment companies, just stick with your bank account because you've probably had it for decades. You know, just use their savings money market or not checking. I mean, yeah, not checking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not the regular savings either. But if they have something similar to the money market, then stick with your just your uh, financial institution. Right. Bank. Exactly. Um, and, and hey, and don't. But also, if you're a little bit less risk averse, don't be afraid to move around. Right? Yeah. You, if especially if there's zero trans uh, transfer and transaction fees, oh, well, definitely move your money around as often as you want. And so last on the list here, number four is investment properties. Here's the one that um, I won't say I struggle with the most, but this is the one where my thinking evolves a lot. And it's based on, and this is a, probably a problem that I recognize, but it's based on Renee and I are not expecting to have kids. No, I'm sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that. We are not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> and this is agreed upon, right? It's not just me saying that. And we both understand, like, the life we want to live. Why the hell do we want to spend our money now to invest in a greater return? By, mind you, number four on the list, I would say, would give you the greatest potential uh, return on investment than any of the others, depending on the the 
the cost of the home and, and especially if you're renting these houses out. Um, but then I st we started thinking about it a little bit more. We, we, we say we're going to revisit this, you know, maybe in a few years, get a rental property to help subsidize our standard of living, which is nothing wrong with that. Now, granted, when we die, because we will, it's going to go where? Well, we, we got to figure that out later on. I think about that all the time, too. It's, I mean, you can only have so much money. Right. I mean, when you, if you, because me and Maggie, we do plan on having a kid. Right. We actually are having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to scream. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm maybe more excited than you are. Um, so we do, I mean, I, I try to save up so our kids can have a financial stability, but you know, I try to ha also let Maggie do what she does with her spending. Right. And we're trying to, I mean, I, we're both going to be responsible Absolutely. about what we spend. Absolutely. I already know but that. Also, there's also a certain limit of money that you want and will need in the long run. Because, I mean, we don't need $10 million. It'd be nice. It'd be nice, right? but you're right. We don't need it. And I think that's back to your FOMO earlier. It's it's how far do you go with this, right? And sure, having three or four, and if you can't afford it, go for it. Multiple properties out there that you are renting out, you have your clients in, and you guys are all, you know, you know, you're bringing in a really nice return that's subsidizing your lifestyle and it's giving you the quality of life that you want. But at what cost, right? Because you got to start off somewhere. Yeah. Now, I'm speaking to the guys and girls out there that did not have a financial starting point, right? The guys who didn't have the down payment assistance from family, who didn't have a trust fund, who didn't receive money from family. I'm talking to you guys out there. The guys who already have money from family to start you guys off, I applaud you guys. I'm not one of them. And this podcast episode is not about you. <laughs> well, I'm one of them. No, you're not. Uh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's really about, you know, how I'm looking at this is about those who have to start off and do it on our own, right? So folks will always say to you, oh, go out there and get an investment account. Yeah, but you know, I got to find 20%, right? Yeah, it's, it's purchase a, that property, right? It's a struggle. I mean, you in the beginning, you, have, you really have to prioritize like what you need to spend. Exactly. And so that is where we are in our lives because we don't have that type of financial assistance yeah. from, you know, the things I just mentioned a second ago. So we would have to do that on our own. And so we're thinking we want to prioritize us, right? And prioritizing us could mean taking a beat for a couple of years and getting the money for that, that second home, um, which can actually happen. As I mentioned earlier, we are constantly reassessing our position and determining what we want to do. But we also know it is not something that we are, we, 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 I think we'd be okay either way. So when it comes to investment properties, you know, like I said, if you have the assistance, you have a property that was passed down 
to you from a family member or you have a trust fund, then obviously you guys, you follow that right path and you do what you need to do. For those out there that did not in, or in the future will not have assistance, you have to prioritize maybe one of the first three or all three are better option for you than purchasing a property or maybe purchasing that property is the best investment for you because if you may have, you know, building that wealth for the generations to come. Yeah. Um, I do have one thing to say. I think it's just starting from the bottom, but now we're here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it was a journey, you know, but it took, it was, a, it was a struggle. Yeah. But you just, you learn how to be responsible. You just mature way faster. I mean, if you have the right people to guide you, you will, you'll be, you will be successful. And that goes back to what I mentioned earlier, your board of governors, get the right people in your corner that is helping support where you want to go. Also, Jimmy just said it, learn from your mistakes. We all make mistakes out there. So when you make that mistake, you can't repeat it. You have to find a way to get past it and beyond it. Yep, I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good chat. Until next week, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Hey.